Welcome back to the show, everybody. It's your host, John Scardina. I am so excited. And we're back in January. We started the new season. As you guys heard about a couple weeks ago. We're switching things up. It's really fun and exciting for us. We have all these kind of really cool things that we've been attaching to. And as you saw in our previous episodes, or previous seasons, rather, we've tried to hit all these different areas of emergency management of disaster services. I'm really pleased to announce today that I have two really cool guys on here, Wesley Long and Jason Perez. They are two guys who come from, you're going to hear all about in the episode, but they're first responders, turn entrepreneurs, turn innovators. I mean, they're really cool guys. Jason and Wesley, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, John. Good to be here, man. Thank we you, are John. Excited. We are super excited. So I, let's, let's, uh, let's call out the elephant in the room. I see two mics. I, I see, I saw this really fun, uh, this post a couple of weeks ago where you guys were like, Hey, what's this behind us? And you're talking for a little bit. What's, uh, what's on the mugs. What, what's the, the big new adventure for you guys? So we're starting a podcast, which is pretty cool for us. Um, so we're, we're, we're getting into that realm. And so we are starting our podcast called disaster class. Yeah. We're pretty excited about it. Disaster class. I like the name. First of all, as a disaster, tough guy, disaster class, very clever. Um, for, for our audience sake, they have joined the readiness lab. And so they're going to be a, a, a podcast on there. Like I said, really cool guys with great ideas. And so um, shameless plug right here in the beginning. If you're listening to disaster tough, make sure you listen to disaster class. Um, they got some really cool content over there too. So let's talk about that real quick. Let's talk about your story. Why did you guys want to start podcasting? How did you guys meet? I really like your, your background actually. Uh, maybe Wesley, you can start us off and Jason, you can, you can jump in uh, of uh, kind of your background. Yeah, that, yeah. Kind of, that works best because Wesley likes to go first anyway. Usually. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> you <laughs> jump in the first. <laughs> yeah, all right. Thanks. I had to throw that in. Though. No, I appreciate that so much, Jason. Yeah. So, um, yeah, our, my personal background is EMS. So um, EMT, uh, now dispatch, work for moderately large um, hospital network, New York, Connecticut, that kind of thing. But the entrepreneurial component and getting the boots on the ground is kind of where it started for me probably six, six years ago about, I would say, you know, emergency preparedness, somebody said, get a go bag. I was like, all right, I got to have a go bag because apparently I'm supposed to have a go bag. So let me get a go bag. I didn't even know what a go bag was. I'm saying go bag a lot. <laughs> so, um, you know, I grabbed one, threw it in my closet, and then maybe, I don't know, organically a few months later i just picked it up and looked at it and said what's in this thing that i'm supposed to have and it was subpar mm. uh to be as kind and fair as i could to that product yeah. and i didn't know if that's just the way these products are in this industry um or what so i just started googling how, what should be in this thing um and i couldn't really find any specific answers i would just follow a bunch of different youtubers and some of them were great some of the content was fantastic. Uh, some was not because that's just what happens when you YouTube things, you know? Oh. Um, either way, I started coming up with a list of things that I felt I needed that made sense to me in the way my brain works. And I know that my brain work doesn't quite work the same way everybody else's brain works. I get that. But I needed to have some, some specific um, consistency and a game plan and an approach to what was in my bag and how I take care of myself and my family. Mm. So I started putting stuff together. I start buying things because I find really soon, very quickly into that process that without touching and feeling like go, just 
looking at it online doesn't necessarily help because you can't get an idea of the weight and, and the quality of something. So I was like, let me just buy a bunch of stuff, touch it, feel it, put it together, see what it feels like when I put it together with other things, throw it on my shoulders and see how it feels. So I started doing that uh, because I, I have to have that tactile component to it because I needed to feel it. Then I had a whole bunch of people, because they know I'm a nerd, started asking me, oh, what's in your go bag? And I'm like, well, let me tell you what's in my go bag. I, I wrote it down because I'm that guy. So yeah. I wrote it down. You know, I created a list. Uh, I then created hyperlinks to everything that I purchased, whether it was Amazon or eBay. Literally, the goal was just to be able to hand it to somebody and say, here's my stuff. If you need to go get stuff, check out this stuff. Gosh, that sounds so much like my story. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what. Yep. I've been there. I, help. You know, I just want to help. And then people started calling me for like a little in-service. Like, oh, well, Wesley kind of got to go back. He's kind of got an idea and a game plan of why he put that stuff in there. So we started doing these little go-back parties, um, five or six people at a time. Then the, the groups got a little bit bigger, 15, 20. I then started figuring out, you know what, I got to tell them from start to finish, A to Z, what's in my bag and why it's in my bag. So I, I gave a little spiel. Mm. A little explanation, a little explainer, created a little branding, go back Wesley was my name, you know, kind of got out there on the grass, grassroots, ground level with the people in the community. But really, it was the beginnings of or what we call our V1 of our curriculum for our class that Jason mm. and I will talk about later when we finally get together. But I started doing this for five or six years and I was just with people, uh, groups of upwards of 40, 45 people at a time where they were just asking me questions about go bags and I would just try to answer based on the knowledge that I had accumulated. Um, and it worked really well, got a little following, had a bunch of repeat people call me back to say, Hey, we need this. It proved to me that this, that this niche was real people that just want good practical information on where to turn and how to take care of their family. And that was just completely obvious to me during that process of five or six years. We also heard two things at the end of almost every single class one was which is kind of a nod that i did a good job but kind of not they were like well when there's an emergency we're just going to find you so a yeah that means they recognize me as an individual who knew what to do in an emergency that's awesome that's great however i told them no i just taught you what to do for yourself don't find me my bag is for me so no the second thing that i heard every single time was people just said hey dude can i just buy your bag Mm. like you've done all the work like i i get it and i trust you can i just buy your bag and um that kind of spilled into kind of the entrepreneurial component where jason and i got together a little bit later but then jason and i just happened to be in a random training class i never met the guy before um mm. i plopped down next to him for a week and i was like wow this guy is uh he's kind of cool um, oh, we're both nerds, so both nerds. <laughs> yeah, we well, kind of cool. nerds. nerds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were just we were just geeking out in class, like, oh, dude, yeah, yeah, that's great. So I'll let him now give you kind of his background before we met. Real quick, we're gonna pause for this week's disaster tough endorsements. This show is owned and operated by professional emergency managers at Doberman Emergency Management. We apply disaster tough logic by protecting life property, and business continuity through planning, mitigation, and training. Check us out at DobermanEMG.com or click on the show notes. Radiocoms just got a major breakthrough with the L3 Harris XL Extreme 400P. It's the newest and toughest radio out there. Built by their space and tactical teams, the XL Extreme series can take a beating. 1,700 degree blast of heat, 
repeated three meter drops, rain, salt water, you name it. The XL Extreme Series by L3 Harris can take it. Visit L3Harris.com to schedule your demo today. The battle to monitor and contain COVID-19 just got exponentially better for us. We are officially introducing an electronic reusable, yes, reusable COVID-19 test through our sponsors. It's called the COVID Plus Test, created by Tiger Tech, distributed by FS Global. This is the first FDA-authorized, rapid, non-invasive pre-screener. It's extremely easy to use. Forget those one-time use swabs. This is a disaster-tough technology. For more information on the COVID Plus test, check out our show notes. Okay, let's jump back in. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So, Before you get into oh, that, Jason. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh. <laughs> Are you hosting the show? Uh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Okay. Uh, first of all, um, it makes me think of, like, if you're thinking about an entrepreneur spirit of, like, people waiting to, to be at an emergency, I, I've been there uh, 100% with people in surprised when I bought a snow shovel, which is the most ridiculous experience of my life. But you guys should have been walking down uh, I-95 in DC a couple weeks ago and just handing out, putting it on people's cars that they're stuck. Just like, Hey, buy a go bag. You know, you probably converted a ton of people to say, Hey, maybe you should have something in your car, you know, cause you know, you, you, I, I was wondering about all those people who were like, saw their car on like on empty and were like, I'll just get off the next exit. And then, uh Oh, you know, you're now stuck there for what 27 hours or something, which is insane. So, I mean, big call out. Also, on that end, I, I had the same experience um, doing like active shooter courses and doing all this kind of stuff, and literally just saying like, "Hey, like my business isn't bags, but like here's here's like all your stuff. I found it for you. Here's the links." And people were like, "Can I just buy it from you?" And I'm like, "What?" Like, like I appreciated it. It showed me that like, okay, like I I'm that. Um, like they saw me as, you know, an expert or whatever. Um, but I was even more excited when I found you guys, because even though your podcast is disaster class instinct ready, you know, is where you're teaching classes and you're selling the bags. And I was like, Hey, I, I essentially showed people how to do an office go bag. If they're stuck in their office, you guys have taken it obviously multiple steps further. Cause that's your business. And so I'm really excited to announce again, this is, uh, Lots of little plugs here, but I swear this isn't a show for plugs, but on on DobermanEMG.com, you can actually go and look at uh, Instinct Ready Bags, and they're also a sponsor for multiple podcasts. So there's between Doberman, between their own website, between the Readiness Lab, there's lots of different ways to find Instinct Ready and to actually look at the your own product, which is pretty cool. But let's fast forward. You were in a class together because you are both paramedics, right? And that's the class that you, I believe that you both met at was a paramedic course. Yeah, correct? medical class. Yep. Okay, very cool. Um, yep. So you're fast forwarding six years here, Jason, and you guys sit next to each other like, hey, we're super nerds. Awesome. So, <laughs> and we're both cool. So what uh, what led you into Wesley's world and, uh, you know, how does, how does that relationship work now? Yeah, so for me, um, kind of a similar path. So background in EMS. And just from my experience working in EMS, you just realize how unprepared people are for a simple medical emergency, let alone a large-scale disaster. Mm -hmm. um, and so there was one particular incident that kind of sent me down this road. Um, me and my partner responded to a dance studio um, where a, we got a call for an unresponsive female. We get there, and we had a 19-year-old girl in full cardiac arrest. 
um, and a crowd of people standing around her doing nothing. And the, and the maybe eight minutes that it took us to get there, which is a fairly decent response time for EMS, uh, no one did anything to help this girl. Yeah. And I remember leaving that situation really kind of angry and upset that no one did anything for her. And you know, long story short, we didn't get her back. But um, after kind of thinking about it, reflecting on it, I was like, well, they didn't do anything because they didn't know what to do. They yeah. hadn't been educated, prepared, or equipped. Mm-hmm. Me, I, you know, we take our, our training, you know, for granted. <laughs> we just, you know, cardiac arrest, boom. Yeah, we know what to do. Yeah. Um, so that sent me down the line of getting into education. I started doing uh, CPR and first aid training. Um, back then, I, I created what was an instinct education. Mm. Started my own business. Then I met Wesley. And I had always been kind of interested in the disaster preparedness component, but, you know, I didn't really know how to get into that space. So then I met Wesley. We're like, hey, I, I mean, I really like what you're doing with your, your go-back classes and everything. What do you think about partnering up? So that's when we got together. We started actually talking about creating First and foremost, education. That is our, our primary focus and what's really dear to our hearts is the education component because That's like awesome. what's you know, people need to know what they you know, what to do before they, you know, even buy anything, you know. So that's where we, we got together, we formed uh, Instinct Ready and that's where we are now. That's awesome. That's uh that's cool that you're both had this opportunity to help others and you you're using that to not only continuing to better others but you're you're able to say hey I can better myself as well and that's kind of a fine line that we have to cross a lot in emergency management emergency services like that drive to help other people but um like I don't want to be a volunteer either um and I respect volunteers and if you have a couple hours here and there but when you're when it's your life you know um you know you got to protect your family and, and others and I think it's I think it's a win win Right. When you can, when somebody walks out of one of your classes or walks away with one of your go bags or is stuck on I-95 with that instant ready bag, gosh, this is like the biggest plug in the world. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to say like, Hey, like, I'm, I'm glad I have that. Um, uh, a good story is with, uh, my sister-in-law, she lived in Houston during hurricane Harvey. I was deployed to hurricane Harvey in uh, Austin. Uh, yep. And so I was, I was kind of monitoring the storm of like, I had a pinpoint of where she's at. So she was, she was okay, but I knew they were going to get some damage. And so I just sent her a quick text and said, Hey, make sure you get all your insurance forms, get on the list as fast as possible to first come first serve. And here's a couple links to uh, get FEMA to re- uh, to help you out with uh, like uh, hotel gas, whatever like costs that you had to deal with if you had to evacuate. And it made her world so much better. And she had, she had no idea. And it was like, man, like there are so many people out there. It's literally just because they don't know. Now I was getting paid to do my job, but I was also able to help somebody else out. And I think that's, I think that's a, you know, it's like a noble field that we still have, right? Like one of the last noble fields out there. Uh, yeah, I, agree. <laughs> I agree. I No, I agree hundred percent. There are resources available and that's what we have found in our class. It's not like we've invented anything. All we're doing is funneling people to resources that are already there. And it's like, guys, if you could just take advantage of these, you're, you're going to set yourself up and your family so much more valuably. Like it's mm-hmm. so easy to find them when you know where they are. And that's the beauty and the joy that we get from our classes. First and foremost, like Jason said, I'd rather, you know, teach someone how to fish than give them a fish. Yeah, sure. Shameless plug, buy a bag. Love that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'd rather you take a class and 
your family's going to get that education and that knowledge. And that is what's really going to be able to impact you, um, you know, the potential worst 72 hours of your life. Right. Well, I think this kind of gets into like the main body of our conversation then, because, you know, what we're talking about, you know, my audience is mostly people who have experience here. And uh, I think so last couple episodes and what we're really thinking about for this season is how to pull in other aspects of life into integrating into emergency management. And I think what we're talking about is the entrepreneurial spirit in a positive way of how it can affect emergency management and emergency managers. Our company, Doberman, all last year, we were really honing into our why, our how, and our what in that order because uh, somebody in our uh our show watched a uh, TED talk about that. And so like we, we switched on his head. Usually people focus on the what first, but we focus on the why and you're, you're talking about your why. And, um, you know, Jason, you gave a great experience of what, what your why is. You don't want to show up to a scene because you both are still practitioners. I'm still a practitioner. And it's heartbreaking when you're like, man, like you're not dumb. But you're not really smart either. <laughs> like it's it's like exactly. a really tough like. Oh, how, how do I how do I tell you that like? But again, you don't know what you don't know. You know. Yeah, and that's that's what we found too. It's like you know we in especially in emergency management we talk about engaging the whole community, and but that one component of individual households and families is often left out of the conversation like we're, they, they're talked about but they're not necessarily talked to mm. and on how they fit into the whole picture because at the end of the day we realize that our resources are limited right we can't you know people all give yeah what you do is great you're heroes but you're can't be everywhere at once we have limits to what we can do so the more that we can empower um the everyday person to you know help themselves during a situation the farther our resources go and we can help those that are really critical yeah okay then i'm going to ask you a question here i'm going to play devil's advocate okay which i'm not a fan of to be honest because that guy sucks but um okay so you're a professional you walk into a scene something stupid happens or as has happened and you're there to fix it i'm the same way i'm a professional big disaster happens. I'm there to fix it. Like I'm, I study that. That's my career. The, the question remains though, is like, if I go to an accountant, an accountant might think I'm a moron because as you said, you know, you take it for granted that the information you gather at, at what point are you like, okay, it's okay that you don't know that or at what point do you say, oh, you should have known that? Like, what have you determined is your baseline of general information? What's acceptable? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so, and it is very difficult, especially in the world of EMS, to not be jaded, right? We very much so in EMS, we're jaded and feel people should know more than they know because we kind of do take our training for granted, right? So for, for us, though, there's a fine line of there's advanced training, right, where we go and we study and we have books and we have to do practicals, right? And we physically get on an ambulance and we practice. Yeah. First things that people can do for themselves on an everyday basis, and this is something we stress in our class, take a CPR first aid class. That is available 
to everyone, mm. always a stop the bleed class, right? Take those those resources are readily available, and if anyone's looking for where to take those classes, yeah, we can help you find those because we teach them, right? So, <laughs> that, yeah. right, but then that was Jason's whole point, right? Yeah. His his approach, which I love that component of his story, and I don't know if I've ever told him that before. I'm gonna look into your eyes and tell you, Jason, I love that component of your story. No, really, because you felt frustrated and angry when you left, and your decision was, I need to educate people around me. That is beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Not to be angry at the people, but realize that the people don't know what they don't know. Like you said, John, and he just said, you know what? I can do something to fix that. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to figure out how to spread this knowledge to the best of my ability help my community mm. we need more of that yeah i applaud you sir and that's a big focus of our class too right it's not you know there are limits to what people can do but it's like what can they do practically and one of the first components that we we hit on in the class is just understanding risk right it's 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 teaching them how to look around them how to identify what could potentially hurt them and then understanding what those impacts are going to be. Basically we're taking these emergency management principles, doing a risk assessment, right? We teach them how to do their own personal household risk assessment and understanding those, how it's going to affect them, how it's going to impact their family and then being able to make better uh, decisions, more, you know, informed decisions for their household. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's an interesting thought though. Like how do we deal with, incompetency and uh are we okay with incompetency uh, i follow a couple of instagram accounts of nurses and doctors and ems people and man it, like all of us have dark humor but man like there's some jaded people out there for sure possibly not know that like you don't know how to perform a tracheotomy how freaking dare you you know you got a big pen you can do it come on yeah exactly also, right. first time I did a tracheotomy was like about a year ago, and I had no idea on a, on a test. I was not for real, and I had no idea how small the the slit was, the cut. It's incredibly yeah. small, but I'm like on every TV show, it's like half their their body. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a butt a yeah. Um, and kind of a side note, but uh, yeah, I I would say it would probably come down to frequency. Emergency services, and I'm going to include emergency management and emergency services here uh, for the sake of conversation, is diminishing skills. And as a professional, you need to constantly stay on top of your game. And not just in responses, but trainings, as you guys mentioned, and all this other stuff. But I would say for the general public, I would say it comes to really down, down to frequency. If they have a quarterly or maybe even every six months, they're being reminded of something. And they're actually, more importantly, they're actually doing something every six months. Then it's like, okay, like they're thinking about it where they can live their own life. Now, I, I have to backtrack of what I said. I don't think an accountant's going to call me an idiot, but I'm sure there's things uh, from the accounting practice that they know that I don't know, or or any industry, any mm-hmm. field, any hobby. Um, you know, the ten thousand hours concept, right? So. That's that's kind of my take on it. I think you guys are kind of like the same way. Um, but what you're saying is that you have a solution. You found solutions through problems. Again, another uh, another way that we can talk about this, the how, right? Now we talked about the, the why. Now we're talking about the how is uh, finding finding solutions when you have a problem. Anybody can complain. 
right? This, yep. is, this is my, my soapbox moment. Anybody can complain. And there's a whole lot of people out there that, that do complain. I think we all need to work on being a little more considerate. And it, if you can't solve, if you list out all the issues and you can't solve those problems, okay, move on to the problems that you can solve and just focus on those. And lo and behold, a lot of your problems will go away. Like, yeah, solution-based, 100%. Yeah, 100%. So, like, you guys are solution-based, right? Like, um, you, through your classes. Yeah, we try to fill it. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's even that's even the EMS world, right? Like, literally every time you show up, it's probably not a good situation, right? Yeah, usually not, yeah. Yeah, so... You have to figure it out. Create a problem-solving. Problem-solvers. Uh, I've, I've, I've wondered how much uh, we need to toy with the words that we use in our industries and trying to explain it to people. And honestly, like, it's like chaos problem-solvers, you yeah. know? So, like that's really what it comes down to but um okay so we we did kind of cover the what a little bit earlier what you guys are doing let's talk about your podcast because i'm really excited for it. it's a brand new podcast um you know is the show of pitches i guess but it's it's kind of a cool way to, to to look at the show um disaster class now you have instinct ready that does courses disaster class how is that how is that different yeah, so basically what we're kind of doing is we're taking a lot of the, the concepts that we cover in the, in the course, we're breaking it into smaller pieces just to kind of get their feet wet, get them interested in preparedness um, and what real preparedness is. But really our, our concept is, right, from an educational um, research science-based method, right? We're not necessarily doing doomsday prepping, but these are really like, like we talk okay. about very practical, you know, things that people can do. And so... Our focus is not the expert, but the individual and families, those who, you know, who have no experience, no knowledge, and just teaching them very practical things we do. So what some of the things we're going to do is take uh, incidents like the I-95 mess that just happened and use it as a, now we can kind of pick it apart and be like, what are the lessons that we learned? Kind of do a little after action report and mm. we break it down. Okay, what were some practical things that you can do? If you find yourself in that, first, how do you avoid that situation? Then what can you do to protect yourself if you are? Yeah. And also, too, the other component of the disaster class that we really like and are looking forward to is with Instinct Ready, we have developed with, um, you know, New York State educators specific curriculum, right? And yeah. people, they take that, that class, they take a test, and we are giving them a certification showing that they have learned something, right? So that is a very standardized curriculum that we have created and invented with instinct ready disaster class is a little bit different we're going to take some of the tenets of that some of the concepts of that some of the some of the the lessons learned from that mm. but the beauty of disaster class as a forum and i like to look at it that way it's more of a forum for the viewer to take this information in and then give us information back we can have a two-way conversation with them we are much more accessible through disaster class than we are in just changing the curriculum right as we would with instinct ready we're always working on the curriculum and there's always going to be new versions of it but that wheel is going to spin a little slower than disaster class with disaster class we're going to be people first right comment is there something you want us to talk about yeah let's let's talk about that is there some topics that that are happening in the industry that we've missed because we're not in your region and our viewers see some stuff great that's an opportunity for our viewers to help shape the show it's the same concept that we have 
you know, filling the gap mm -hmm. as we are with our classes, right? Making sure that the people that are, are talked about are the ones that are talked to. And that's the beauty of disaster class. An opportunity to elicit that information from our viewers and have a two-way conversation in a forum. Yeah. And so one, so one of the things we're encouraging too is like, you know, people, there are creative people out there that have, they have lived through some of these experiences. They have the, their own personal lessons. And we, you know, we realize we're, you know, we don't know everything. So we want to hear like, so we're encouraging, like if you have a story mm. to write in and share it, you know, yeah. maybe we can even feature their story on the podcast. Is there a, a, a preparedness tip that you like that's worked for you that you want to share with the community so it's, it's almost like kind of building a little community knowledge where we can discuss and just have an open conversation yeah i think that's awesome i think it's awesome to also use case studies um as uh, as you move forward well i'm really excited for your show disaster class i'm also really excited that um, instinct ready is uh, selling their go bags on doberman emg and so like we're, I, i'm happy to promote you guys because i really like your why you found problems and you want to, you have identified solutions and you, you're actually working through that in a really great way, a smart way. And, um, as you called out, it's not doomsday preview. It's based off of science analytics, like the, the best case stuff. Um, just to roll out the, 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 the go full circle on this conversation, you know, Wesley, you called out in the beginning that a lot of the go bags just have like so much like worthless stuff. And yeah. I think it's because there's there's a lot of content in there. They they go for like the quantity. Like there's there's 400 pieces in here, and they're like, wait, these are 360 pieces of just band aids. Like this is this is not great. So like it's all about quality of content for you guys. We're all about quality of content on our show. The readiness lab of which I'm really proud to be a part of is all about quality of content and I'm excited to add in the new tool disaster class to that. And I know you guys are not just another bandaid, like you're really going to help. So while disaster tough talks to probably more professionals, that kind of field thinking, um, leadership stuff, you guys are addressing the general public and not just talking about, about them, i.e. me, but you're talking to them and, uh, I you. So that's really great. And I'm glad we're able to hit it on both, uh, both sides of the house. And I'm really grateful that you guys came on to my show today. I, I think you're doing really great stuff and uh, I wish you the best of luck. Hey, thank Thanks you so much. John. John. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right. Absolutely. So if you like this episode, if you thought it's something really cool, if you're going to follow disaster class, which you should, especially if you're going to share it with somebody who could use a tip. If you walked into a scene and you're like, wow, that guy was a moron, but they didn't know that they were a moron. I'm going to give them disaster class. So they know. So then make sure they check out disaster class class podcast. You can also check out Instinct Ready. We're going to put it in our show notes. Again, if you like this episode, you got to give us a five-star rating and subscribe. If you have a question for those guys, you can do a couple different things more than usual. Usually, I would say, hey, just go to Disaster Tough, one of our uh, social media channels. But you can also go to Disaster Class, maybe tag Disaster Tough. That would be awesome for us or vice versa. We know lots of people like to send in questions through our email. We always have this mixed feeling with you guys. We love the emails, but we also hate the emails. So you can send us an email at info at DobermanEMG.com and we'll pass it over to them if it's something personal. Or if you're brave enough, ask the field, tag us, tag them, and uh, we'll see if we can get your question answered and we'll see you next week.